Hey girl. You're listening to the Cinephilia Podcast. With your hosts, Michael Gaddy and Trevor Macid. Mmm, Cinephilia. But we love movies so much it should be illegal. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Cinephilia where we're going to be talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, we just found out that it's one of uh, Tyler's favorite movies of all time in the previous episode. We have a guest. For those of you who are just watching this or listening to the episode, I guess. Tyler, say hi. Hi, I'm Tyler. See? <laughs> it's Tyler Mesid, Trevor's brother. I'm Michael Gaddy, by the way. It's, and I'm Trevor. See, it doesn't run in the podcasting doesn't run in our family. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what we're doing. We're just really awkward. Well, what's funny is that now that I yeah that I think about it, I think we even mentioned her names in the last episode. Whatever. Just in case people forgot. <laughs> uh, real quick to go over a few things about the movie, um, the the technical stuff. Um, first of all, what a perfect title for a movie because goddamn. Uh, if you on Letterboxd, if you click on watched on it, I don't know if you noticed or if it worked for you this way, Ty, Trevor, or if you both of you did it. Um, instead of it just being a normal eye, it's a googly eye. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice I that. It. Yeah. And uh, so this is our first impressions. Uh, Trevor and I. This is going to get confusing for me now. Trevor and I have only seen it once, right, Trevor? Mm-hmm. Tyler, how many times have you seen it? Twice. Twice, okay. Uh, so our first impressions, uh, his uh, second impressions, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's written and directed by the Daniels. And it's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schinert. Anybody want to correct me if I'm wrong? I'm not or if they sure. know? I, I don't even know how it's spelled, so spell it. S-C-H-E-I-N-E-R-T. Schinert. Schinert, that sounds right, yeah. Uh, they're best known for music videos and uh, Swiss Army Man was their other movie, which I have. Well, I haven't seen I it. And I've been it. wanting to. It's definitely on my list of movies it's to see. Really good one. This movie stars. I feel like I'm hearing Tyler in the back. <laughs> and I don't want to just roll over everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stars Michelle Yeoh, who was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Super Cop, and Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, Stephanie Shu. I looked up how to pronounce that. Who was a uh, who knows the Daniels from Nora from Queens? They uh, directed an episode. It was also in Shang-Chi with Michelle Yeoh. Then James Hong from Big Trouble in Little China, Chinatown, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Uh, Ki Hui Kwan. Very nice um, pronunciation. Was that right? Okay. Well, uh, who you probably know best as Short Round in Temple of Doom or Data from Goonies and Jamie Lee Curtis, who doesn't know who Jamie Lee Curtis is. <laughs> um, so before we get into spoilers, would you guys recommend this movie? Tyler, since you're our guest, you can go first. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, go see it. Just go see it. Uh, it's go see it now. Now, just whatever you're doing, shut this off. Sorry, you guys, but just go see the movie. Yes. No, no, I agree. You shouldn't watch, you shouldn't listen to this podcast unless you've watched the movie that we were talking about, especially this one. Yeah. And I would say definitely watch it in theaters. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The way to see it. Yeah. This is uh, definitely a movie that is a visceral, like, experience that you get 10 times more out of it inside a large screen, dark theater with or without crowds but um yes 100 percent. i you should see this movie it doesn't matter how old you are how young you are what race what ethnicity just whatever just go see this movie and yeah i agree with both what you said and i don't know why i put this on this side of spoilers but uh there was a lot of things in this movie that made me go it's totally the matrix uh, and when I heard about this movie, I'm like, this kind of sounds like the movie, the one starring Jet Li. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I remember that movie. I don't remember very much about it, but, yeah. um, that one was like, there's a multiverse and every, if the fewer there are of you throughout the multiverse, the more powerful the remaining become. So it's, so there was like know. a bad Jet Li trying to kill the other ones, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Going, yeah. He, he, yeah. He's going, um, universe hopping or whatever they call in this movie yes yes okay i remember yeah. anyways so now spoilers <laughs> yeah. 
Go see just the movie. in case uh, that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the negatives. And again, since you're our guest, Tyler, you go ahead. If you have any. Oh. Uh, nothing really comes to mind off the top of my head. I'm sure there's stuff in it that I could uh, say, but man, I just I just adored everything about this movie. Honestly, I'm sure you guys have little here and there's, but I, I there's nothing about it that I can say that I disliked. No nitpicking. I'm not one to nitpick, like Trevor said. I, I've, I've seen Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hot Rod. Anyways, <laughs> Trevor, get out. All that movie's good too. Um, no, I don't think there's anything inherently negative, or, or I don't have anything inherently negative about the movie. Um, kind of like what you mentioned with the Batman, where it's like you felt that the movie could end at certain parts where you're like, yeah. oh, okay, they're wrapping it up, this, and then it continues to go on. There's like two parts I felt that. Not that it's long, but there are some. I don't know. Would that be a pacing False issue? Endings? I don't know. I don't think this movie has a pacing issue. I would say, at, at, at no point am I like, man, I'm happy. I wish it would have ended here. Like, I feel like when they did continue, it added so much more. Like every time it progressed, you're no, like, I, yes, yes, yes. See, that's the that's the thing. I kind of agree, but like, it's not that I that I was bothered by the length because I wasn't at all. But it was just there's like false I, kind of. I get what you're things. saying. There's there's a part at the end where you're thinking he's she's just gonna let go of her daughter and let her go into mm-hmm. the bagel of doom yeah <laughs> and uh and then you go wait no she's not and she kind of goes back and forth between it so it's kind of like okay is she or isn't she mm-hmm. so may, is that what you're talking about maybe yeah i don't know i like i said there's i would have to watch it again to kind of like really be able to analyze it a little bit deeper right but as of right now i don't want to say it's a perfect movie but it's fucking fantastic i agree yeah. um i do nitpick yes please i want to hear yeah because then you might you might say something i'm like oh yeah absolutely i mean it's not necessarily it didn't ruin none of my nitpicks ruined anything for me um as far as the movie goes uh my nitpick my big nitpick was that i kind of saw the love conquers all ending Mm -hmm. or it's just you know love's gonna save the day which isn't a bad thing to have or ending uh or message i guess uh and I hate paper cuts. <laughs> so that scene that was pretty terrible. Was yeah. fucking torture for me. I literally yeah. had to close my eyes during it. Ugh. It was it was too much for me. Wow. Uh, the they, other they went to like close ups of it even. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <They did. laughs> I do like that uh, later when he returns to his normal self. He's like, "What happened to my hand?" <laughs> oh man. Uh, my other things were about the the viewing experience i saw this at cinemark yesterday in downey and there was a guy behind me that was kind it wasn't as bad as the guy when i went to see parasite who was just like oh my gosh during the entire thing but he was a little bit of that and he was just like oh did you see that kind of thing i'm just like shut the fuck up was he by himself (laughs) no he was with friends okay that's yeah that's one prime example of like why i don't want to go see movies like right when they come out for that kind of thing i went to the first showing on a wednesday yeah. <laughs> so and there were still assholes that were there yeah i went uh on a sunday night like i think it was like eight or nine o'clock and the theater was pretty pretty yeah. packed and i was surprised about it but everyone was for the most part respectful yeah. except for this guy who sat down next to me like 45 minutes after the movie started <laughs> i was like why are you even why are you even here? yeah so i had to move my popcorn i was like oh, i mean God. the guy wasn't being an asshole he's just so unaware that he's being an asshole. Well, <laughs> then he's an asshole. Yeah. That still makes him an asshole. Also, the uh, the theater door was open the whole time. Oh. So I can hear stuff from outside when it was quiet, which really, was really annoying. But the movie was so, like, I can't miss a frame of this mm-hmm. that I didn't want to get mm-hmm. up to go close it. And I was waiting for somebody else to do that. But, yeah. Um, Should have complained and got your money back for it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Cinemark really does that. They don't, don't care about tried, you. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I will say one thing about actually going to see it in theaters. I saw two trailers that looked interesting before both the uh, A twenty four movies. This is an A twenty four movie. That men um, movie. Was what, that men? Yeah, yeah men was one, and it was the red band trailer. Did yeah. you see that one? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, sorry. Go Tyler. No, no, you you go ahead. I was just agreeing with you. I was just going to say that it's uh, Alex Goddard who directed uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. So I'm definitely seeing this movie. What did you call him? 
Garland, sorry. Garland. I was like, Godard? <laughs> Godard. Like, never heard of him. I'm you, not being a dick. I just. Uh, <laughs> well, you want to make sure that I'm saying the right name. Yes, exactly. Because you did look at me confused when I said Godard. I'm thinking of uh, Jean-Luc Godard. Yeah, they didn't, they, they didn't play a... I didn't see a trailer for that. I had heard about that movie, but I haven't seen a trailer for it. I went to AMC, so... Oh, so you'll oh, see you see Nicole Kidman? You know what? Oh, Maybe Nicole they did. Because I thought the movie started at whatever time i thought it started i thought it was 15 i came i left my house 15 minutes later so uh, literally as soon as i sat down you that, saw nicole kidman that horrible oh god i hate seeing that so much seeing that wax mannequin <laughs> who looks like nicole kidman talking i hate it so much uh so i literally missed all the previews nicole so kidman's avatar sense. i i've only actually we, i don't have any imac or uh, amcs out here so I just saw it for the first time because I saw it at uh, AMC. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so yeah, uncomfortable it's, and it's awkward. It's really bad. Yeah. Like she can't she can't convey emotion with her face no, anymore because she... she's had so much plastic surgery. It's so bad. Oh, poor yeah. girl. So bad. And the other trailer I saw was Marcel the Shell Who Wears Shoes, which is like talking about a weird fucking movie. Yeah. You'll just have to weird. look up the trailers. Okay. Yeah. But on to the positives. Tyler, you can start. Oh, man. Maybe not all your positives, but yeah, a positive. I just love that I feel like for how chaotic and random the movie felt, it's like they knew exactly what they wanted to do with it. Like, everything feels so fleshed out. Like, every, you know, multiverse they, they visit, like, it just, there's like a payoff for each story. I, I don't know, man. It, it just, every... Every scene had something to take away from it. Um, I love how, you know, they had the... When they would show her face and they would just go through the different multiverses. You could go and... There's probably, what, like, 100 different pictures of her or different types of her that you see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they took that... Like, how long does that take to shoot, you know? For five seconds. Yeah. For that payoff, like... Oh. Are, are you talking about uh, when they're Mich- flashing through a bunch yes, of different versions exactly. of her real quick? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that it's usually when they do that kind of thing, you'll see like the same like six start repeating over and over and over again. I don't remember seeing a single repeat. Nope. I agree. It was all just like out there. Saw her as a man, as a like a lizard thing, as a cartoon. I, don't, I just, <laughs> I want to just pause it when it comes out on, you know, release and watch all of them and see. Yeah. Trevor? Um, you want just a positive? Yeah, just, just mention a positive thing. Um, Mine are kind of broad okay uh we'll go with the typical it's shot beautifully um there's so many different homages to like other movies and other filmmakers i don't know if anybody caught uh like the ratatouille (laughs) (laughs) no there's a whole um sequence like uh basically straight out of um chunking express i need to see that one yeah that's near the top of my list of I need to see. It's no. and it's like perfectly done. Even like the cinematography is like they copied it exactly, um, which was amazing. But just like so many, just visually stunning, of course, because it has to be. Um, so I'll leave that as my positive, but not my only positive. Well, we could talk about cinematography then, since you brought it up. Uh, it's Larkin Sieple, S E I P L E. Siple. Siple, yeah. Sure. Sorry, Larkin. Yeah, he was the uh, DP on uh, Swiss Army Man and uh, Arcade Fire music video that I like called We Exist. It's trying Andrew Andrew Garfield. Interesting. On that note, I do love that opening shot of the mirror. Yes. Of them all happy and then cuts away. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I did see the triangle light in the reflection of their eyes when it's moving around in the, well, I would say circle, but it's a triangle. If you look in their eyes closely, you can like see it. Like a ring it. light? Yeah, we, yeah. When, yeah, a ring light, basically. When it's rotating, like yeah. changing colors? Yeah. yeah. I did see the reflection. I was like, ah, but still it's cool. Fucking amateur hour over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, since you talked about cinematography, I'll talk about editing. Uh, Paul Rogers, I didn't really find anything much for him. He's worked with them before on little projects like music videos and stuff. Uh, the Daniels. I like how the pace, and I was going to mention this in uh, Royal Tenenbaums, how the beginning, and there are a few movies that do this, like Raising Arizona, where it begins and it's just this fast pace, and then the movie goes, okay, now it's time to settle down. Mm-hmm. And it kind of does that same thing. 
but then you know it picks up the pace again i loved the pace of the movie throughout the whole thing i love the format the three-part formats were the mm-hmm. first parts everything and then everywhere and then all at once um and i love the flashback montages <laughs> the way they were shot the way you just it feels like a memory when you're watching it mm-hmm. um kind of like eternal sunshine feel to it obviously we both love that um Oh yeah, that wasn't on Tyler's yeah. list. I'm surprised. It, it was another yeah. one I considered, but you, you already said it. You had so much love for it. I couldn't have all your movies on my yeah. list. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's go back to uh, Tyler. We can mention another positive. Uh, man, the acting. Um, Michelle Yu and then Kihui Kwan. Like seeing, I don't know. It's just like the way, for example, him. Like when he would just go from himself to Alpha Alpha. Uh, Waylon, it was just like it was so like slight, but then he just completely changes his characters on a moment's notice, and just the way he would go back and forth. And I don't, I just acting was great in it. Everyone, him, James Hong, yeah. Stephanie Shu, the playing the daughter, I think she was great. Waymond is how it sorry, it's yeah. Waymond. It's written down, but I thought they were saying Raymond. So yeah, on the on the note of acting, yeah, I mean everybody was absolutely great. I think. People deserve nominations across the board, yeah. but yeah, especially uh, Waymond. Yeah. I was gonna say short round, but let's give him a little oh. more respect. Yeah, that was like <laughs> fucking forty years ago or yeah. something. Nearly, yeah. yeah, just about eighty-four. Yeah, classic. I, I'm just gonna. I I wrote some stuff about the movie. Yeah, go so ahead. I'm just gonna. I'm you just gonna shoot it out there. This is literally like after I saw the movie, I was like in the parking lot, like getting my thoughts because yeah. with this kind of movie, you have to like. And I feel like the more I see it, the more I'll get out of it, which is mm-hmm. like, I really love that about movies that have that kind of repeat, um, like rewards you for watch, like repeat. Yeah. Viewings. Repeat viewings. Yeah. yeah. So I put this movie is so bizarre, so beautiful, so funny and so unique. Uh, words don't really do it justice explaining anything about it. So like my trying to explain what this, the story is of this movie, I'm not going <laughs> to, wouldn't do it justice. Um, but what it is is a simple concept and theme at its core. It's told in such an entertaining, slightly confusing, original, and incredible way. Everything is eight plus in this movie, uh, and especially for Michelle Yeoh and Ki uh, Kwan, they deserve Oscar nominations for their roles in this. I don't get it. Just said that. I'm terrible about remembering what movies I've seen this year, but this is without a doubt the best one I've seen this year. Uh, again, like I said, this is one that you'll definitely get more and more from, from repeat viewings. So I really can't wait to see it again. Yeah. Before we leave the actor part of it, and I agree with everything you said. Let me say that before we move away from what you just said. Um, the other actor, Jamie Lee Curtis, which is always great in everything she does, but this was just like so fun. It, it, it felt like she had fun being in the movie yeah she just said yes i will play with you guys let's play and mm-hmm. it, it, she adds to the movie so much yeah play with our everybody does hot dog fingers Com- <laughs> completely unlike any other role <laughs> you would see from her like she's just that's not a jamie lee curtis role you know i don't think it's yeah, so good those are always the best ones mm-hmm. when they go against type the rock scene for me was like one of those moments where it's like how is it conveying so much emotion on a screen that's not no movement just text you know yeah. I just I, I, I agree 100 love that's, I think that's that one scene. of the most beautiful moments in yep. the movie yep I agree especially at the end where she jumps off <laughs> and then she's like okay I'm jumping off with you that was yeah. the best yeah that was so good absolutely <laughs> oh yeah when they start chasing each other mm-hmm. to like leave me alone yeah I'll say one thing because I think it, they were using Dolby Atmos or something uh, in there because when Big Nose Jenny Slate I think is her name <laughs> when she comes that's her what she's credited as is Big Nose yes when she comes out with her dog I heard barking behind me. So I thought somebody brought their dog. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Who brought their dog to a movie? And then I went, oh no, it's the movie. Wow. That was really cool. I noticed that she had the earpiece in when she went into the dry cleaner. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, is it a regular Bluetooth? But it's, I don't know. It was just interesting. See, that's one of those things you probably got from the second viewing. Yeah. I mean, I saw her with it the second time and I went, oh wait, she's wearing one too. So yeah. I talked about it, the Matrix and the one. Let's, I guess, quickly go over the visual effects. I mean, sure. they're seamless. Yeah. It's nothing in it that made me go, oh my gosh, the visual effects are amazing. But the whole movie just looks amazing. And I'm sure a big part of that is because of visual effects. And let's talk about the budget. 
Yeah, $25 million is the, the budget. So there That's should be insane. no reason why movies with double this budget look... Quadruple this budget. Twice as bad. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely unacceptable. It's just mm. like... And it happens so often, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you have to pay the big names... Well, and I, the movie. I think they have a pretty uh, like set team. Like they have people that they work with, you know. And I, I yeah, I, I read I somewhere that the VX VFX team's not very large, like less than ten people. Like as opposed to that makes sense. Other movies where it's just names upon names upon names. And I can imagine that like a good chunk of this movie has visual effects in it. Like there's probably very few scenes that don't actually have some sort of visual effect in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean the. The ones I know for sure, visual effects are like when things are changing in their hand. But I'm wondering how much of it is practical too. Yeah. But visual effects are becoming cheaper. I did notice that the movie kind of had an anime vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like Absolutely. this seems super weird to live action, but probably doesn't seem as weird to anime fans. Maybe. But yeah, 100. I mean, the 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 even the costume design, like it's. I would think it's completely, you know anime uh inspired yeah inspired yeah. by anime for sure and their battles like their hand-to-hand combat like yeah yeah let's let's talk about the fight car- choreography because that's one thing i <laughs> forgot to put in my notes at first is that this is a martial arts movie too it's a, a yeah. kung yep. fu movie the fight choreographer is andy lee who did shang chi makes sense yeah yeah that well not opening but the first uh the fanny fight pack. scene against the yeah inside the the IRS building fanny pack it's just so, so good, good. <laughs> so good he puts a little rock he puts the rocks in the <laughs> yeah. fanny pack and smacks the shit out of him with it yeah. yeah and then she starts doing it and then I go oh yeah she was in uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon mm-hmm. she was in Jackie Chan movies like mm-hmm. Super Cop which if you haven't seen Super Cop that's a great kung fu movie too um, Tarantino highly recommends it. And there's some fourth ball breaking that was pretty fun, like the uh, the ending credits that happened much sooner in the movie than you thought, because you thought that she died. Yes, mm-hmm. and then it pulls back, and you're actually in the theater. In the theater with her, like yeah. that was great. Yeah. Once you see that it's her character's name and not yeah uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Do you guys, I, I still have more positives, but uh, I don't want to keep. It's okay. I I said everything positive about the movie that I, I just went on my little mini monologue about it. Uh, do you have anything else, Tyler? That you specifically? Uh, I really, I really enjoyed the first scene when uh, when Joy comes as oh man, I can't Jobu Tapaki uh, in the oh, yeah. in the hallway and kind of just like changes outfits and you know is messing with the cops and fighting them basically. I, don't, I just something about that just kind of set it up for me the whole movie on what it was going to be like. It's kind of all over the place and random, but it was just so well done. She comes out just as Elvis with a exactly. pig. Like I don't, I, I thought the pig played a bigger part in it, but he he didn't. She just let him go. The rest, like the wrestling outfit, the, it's just the outfit she had was very interesting. I enjoyed it throughout the movie. That's probably one of the most creative things mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, because like, who would think of that? Who would think about hot dog fingers and then do the scene from 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey to show how the hot dog fingers happened mm-hmm. and then they're playing piano with their feet and and then this is beautiful song starts playing. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, um, how everything's so fleshed out like there's no like it's not like just a quick easy like I'll just show haha there's like a story to it. It's almost like its own little complete story between each world. Yeah. Speaking of the music, the score was great. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot about it. And then I went back and started listening to like the actual like it on Spotify, and I was like, "Oh, this is a great score from Sun Lux." Sun Lux, who did Looper? Hmm. I think I kind of have like a bit of a spiel. Well, let's talk about the fact that they parody Ratatouille, mm-hmm. <laughs> and even when they have like they show that the raccoon's on his head, there's you can hear a Randy Newman parody in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. Yep. Yes. That made me laugh, and I was like, I wonder if they got Randy Newman for this, but... <laughs> totally doubt it. Um, and it's kind of crazy that we got a multiverse movie between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. especially with all the stuff Marvel's doing right now. I think that's one of like the selling points for people trying to get people to see this movie. It's like kind of marketed as like a, a superhero movie, which it, it isn't, but it is. Yeah. I wouldn't say that because it might... like. I don't. I feel like it would draw a lot of people in, like Marvel yeah. fans, for people who don't know, like I don't know, lesser known films. But 
I wouldn't personally say like you got to see this movie. It's like a Marvel movie. I, I I don't. As far as recommending goes, it's very difficult to recommend pretty much any movie, in my opinion, because you have to be very uh, specific. I'm forgetting the word, but you have to have like parameters to how you like. The Godfather's a great movie, but if you don't like gangster movies, if you don't like movies that are long, then you probably won't like it. But it, I think it's the greatest movie of all time. Spider-Man, oh, it's a great movie, but if you're not into superheroes, like my mom's not into superheroes, she probably would never watch it. Mm. I guess but, it depends on, you have to tailor your approach to who you're recommending to. That's exactly the wording I was looking for. Oh, okay. But I feel you're with welcome. this movie, unless you just can't look past how silly fun it is, mm-hmm. and you're just like, this is stupid. Unless you're that type of person, I think this is for everybody. I think ev- and anybody could find something in this movie that they love. Um, I wouldn't say it's for everyone because maybe some people don't want to see someone getting beat the shit with uh, dildos. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, true. So and the yeah. paper cuts. And- yeah, and paper cuts. Uh, so if you don't enjoy seeing uh, someone getting <laughs> or butt plugs, <laughs> the shit kicked out of them by by dildo. Yes, which was two dildos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's your warning, but still see this movie. Just close your eyes if you have a problem with <laughs> dildos. The guy behind me was losing his shit during that scene. That oh, part, especially. Your headphones are on backwards, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about theme and uh, motifs and stuff. Uh, there's the repeating black circle motif that I think I first saw. Well, I mean, the mirror's a circle at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. The washing machines are circles. Um, but then you see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. I have her name written down, but they say it like once. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts circling everything with a black Sharpie. And then you start finding out about the, the bagel with everything on it, which I thought was funny. And I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit at it. But then once the movie kept going with it, I was like, okay, this is this is perfect. This is pitch perfect for this movie obviously kind of represents like depression and there's kind of like a black hole of emotion like spiraling into a black hole yeah exactly obviously i started thinking of suicide even though nobody actually flat out said suicide and i think it's it's not even implied i feel like they make a comment about um i can't remember her character the character's name Joy? joy joy yeah she makes a comment about suicide i feel like when she's tobo whatever <laughs> Topo terrible. <laughs> terrible with the names do you um, remember tyler jobu Tapaki, i think well, uh, well not yeah. the name but uh oh no i don't remember Which, that yes, part i don't recall that okay. i don't recall. i might be making it up but i feel like it was like not even hev- heavily implied it was like they said something about it yeah all right well i kind of have something that i uh wrote down that i just threw a bunch of thoughts together real quick about like themes and about this movie. But well, uh, uh, that I feel like one of the points of art, especially film is to use it as, uh, as you're presenting a metaphor for like deeper meanings, obviously that's, you know, theme and subtext and all that stuff. Uh, I feel like this movie is a big stylized extravaganza and I loved every bit of that, but it's a special, it's a, essentially I'd help if I can read, uh, it's essentially about family and fighting for your family and making sacrifices for them and look also about looking at every possibility of your life and uh, the road's not taken and but yet still going I still choose my family over that mm-hmm. which I think uh, Waymond uh, makes a sounds like I'm making fun of the way he talks yeah uh, the, he says in that scene where it shows the the one where they don't get together where she becomes a kung fu movie star and uh she says to him in a moment of uh, depression herself like i saw i i saw life where we were together but we were in a laundromat like struggling and it was horrible and i'm glad i chose this life mm-hmm. and so he does this speech i don't remember too much of what he's saying but paraphrasing that he talks about i would i would choose that life i would choose to be in a laundromat struggling something with you. it's something like in a different life uh i would have loved to have done taxes and laundry with you or you know yeah like something to that extent yeah i wrote down exactly looking at every possibility of your life could every possibility of your life could have taken and still choosing family over fame fortune or hot dog fingers <laughs> uh 
<laughs> I mean, that that's that's basically what what my review was saying is just like yeah. it's such a simple concept. So like, if I recommend this movie, it's just like it's a very original take on a story of family, love, you know, yeah, and like again, legacy. Yeah, I I think I do mention sins of the father. Um, somewhere i might have written yeah there's um so i was gonna say in in that way this is a this movie is a master class in screenwriting because at first you th- i thought the villain was going to be like jamie lee curtis or just some random person we've never heard yeah. but the fact that they make it the daughter makes it personal and again it's a metaphor she created monster the monster she created her own villain she created and that's what happens to us our parents or our upbringing create who we are and we kind of become our parents and our children become us um which is very much about this uh we see evelyn is the reason joy which is her name and she's not joyful so i see what they did there uh is messed up and depressed etc we uh talk a lot about the sins of the father on this podcast and that applies to mothers as well like i just said we become our parents and our parents become their parents and we pass that down to our kids uh, maybe not by opening their minds to a multiverse, but by micromanaging their lives, neglecting them, not listening to their wants and needs. Um, yeah, so it's at first glance, the, f- the first layer of it, the epidermis of it, is this big, grand, multiversal epic. But it's Kung Fu, ep- yeah. But it's using that as kind of an avatar for the simple story about family. Exactly. So. Exactly. So yes, I would highly recommend it. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say about the movie before we get into the Rotten Tomato stuff and uh, uh, our personal scores? Uh, one thing. Uh, so while I think you know what your the theme is that I think it also kind of like a you know the whole thing is she's in this level of despair, right? She wants to be absorbed into this bagel, and uh, right. I think it you know she sees everything and all the experiences and all that, and it's you know. But it's it's that you gotta, and I think it's kind of like, like uh, to look at life in a way that, you know, in the end, like as depressing as you know, in the end, everyone dies, right? Every person dies, so you have to take like the little right. things, and we all know that, like everyone knows that it's nothing that surprises anyone. So you have to kind of take all the little happy moments and appreciate them that much more, and knowing you know who knows what the last one's going to be or what the next one's going to be, just like you know, appreciate your family, your friends, the people that care about you, the people you care about and uh you know because you don't know what could happen tomorrow you don't know what could happen at any point right so it's to really appreciate right. those moments that's that's what i that's what i really took doing from it. taxes and laundry yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna say and you don't know what what you're what you had until it's gone yep uh which doesn't really get no i guess it gets it gets presented in this um but the metaphor I like to use is uh, a beautiful sunset isn't a beautiful sunset without some clouds. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's all. Do you have anything else, Trevor? Uh, no, the only other thing was, um, again, I didn't know uh, really anything about this movie. And I purposefully wanted to go in blind to this movie. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know who directed it. And then after i saw it i came home and i imdb it and it turns out it was directed by the daniels and mm-hmm. i was like oh my god this makes perfect sense because swiss mm-hmm. army man not to spoil anything for you no, but please. it's another very simple story at heart but told through a i mean very bizarre but it's such a beautiful story it's such a good movie yep um and it it's visually incredible again uh they just have a very distinct style and unique style. So um, seeing that, it like like just blew my mind because it perfectly like made sense to me. I was like, of course they directed it because who the hell else can do this movie <laughs> and be so successful at it? Um, and well, you're going to talk about the budget, but just well, wow, what a movie! Wow, I agree. Um, and about Swiss Army Man, add it to the list because I'll wait to watch it yes. for the podcast. It it is on my list for you. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. So if we're all good, I mean, we can mention more things when we get to our score. But first, uh, I want to talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score. When I wrote this down, was ninety seven percent. The audience score is ninety two percent, which I did mean to look at reviews of people who said negative things about it mm-hmm. just to see how 
out of their fucking mind there. <laughs> How full of shit they are. Exactly. IMDb has it as an 8.9 out of 10, which it, they don't count it yet. I think it has to be up there for a while or get a certain amount of votes. Um, but if it did count, if that did stick, that would put it in the top 10 movies of all time. Between... I should have had it ready. Probably Shawshank. <laughs> well, yeah, Shawshank's number one, but it would put Which, it... Just... Sorry, hold on really quick. That is the most overrated movie of all time. Well, I yeah, it's a confusing. That's probably a controversial take, but it's it's confusing. It's a confusing metric. Um, I agree with you that it's not the greatest movie of all time. No, I said it's the most overrated movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't get that. Other movies that have eight point nine on the IMDb list are Twelve Angry Men, Schindler's List, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, Pulp Fiction. So it'd be somewhere in there between number five and number nine. In the top 10 of all time. I, IGN gave it a 10 out of 10, labeling it a masterpiece. Uh, like I said, the budget was $25 million, Which is astounding. Yeah. But so far, it's only made $19 million worldwide. There's no way that that movie won't make more. Yeah. Especially, has it been released overseas yet? Do you know? Uh, apparently it has. Oh. Um, Hopefully it's so one yeah. of those movies that word of mouth really gets people in there. And it has some legs to last a little bit longer in theaters. I mean, word of mouth alone, I feel yeah. like. And then award season, hopefully it. it's not forgotten about and then oh, it gets God, re-release. Right? Yeah. I mean, if Black Panther came out in February that year and they gets nominated for Best Picture, this movie fucking better get Best say, Picture, better Best, not, best yeah. Screenplay, everything. Yeah. Yeah. everything. Sound design, costume design, editing. Actors. Actors. At least for the two leads. Yeah. Have Absolutely. you looked at any of the, neg- the negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes? Have you ever read any? Of I haven't them? seen. Do you? Do you have them? There's just one. Have you? Uh, that I saw. The first one I saw was uh, from the New Yorker, uh, named Richard Brody. And let me just tell you, this is just. Okay, a, I'm going to give you the quick little. Uh, the quick I'm little like Richard Brody. <laughs> <laughs> so with its bland and faux universal life lessons that cheaply ethicalize expensive sensationalism, the film comes off as a sickly, cynical feature-length directorial pitch review for a Marvel movie. Wow. Yeah. So. How is it cynical if the whole moral of the movie is like? I just think he's love. like using words yeah. that were nine to twelve letters. But I'm yeah, would be different than everyone else. Yeah, that was very interesting. Probably going to be the one reviewer that everyone like will remember ten years from now. Like, look at this asshole. The only yeah. one who did it <laughs> negatively. You said that was the New Yorker. Yeah, Richard Brody. Oh, that's crazy. I know one yeah. of the one negative reviews for The Force Awakens was from Salon.com. <laughs> <laughs> interesting did you say one of the only ones yeah that one, the force awakens got a really high rotten tomato score no um so let's talk speaking of scores let's talk about our scores so uh tyler go ahead and go first out of 10 that's what it is man i, I it has to be a 10 i i how can i oversell like how much i love it without saying that it's a 10 100 i figured yeah sorry don't be sorry no <laughs> never be apologetic for something you give yeah. 10 out of 10 yeah i don't give that out a lot, a lot so Trevor, I think I'm gonna hold it at a nine point seven four. Repeating. Um, I think after, <laughs> <specific>. <laughs> repeating, of course. Uh, <laughs> I I think once I watch it again, if I still have the same um, emotional response to it, then I could easily give it a ten. Um, I just want to watch it one more time. I'll say that when you, the second viewing, it doesn't drag any. Like it's just, it was just as good the second time. Yeah, I'm hoping to enjoy it even more because yeah. I can focus yep. on like the little details that they like might hint at that I didn't catch the first time. Yep, right. I need an Easter egg video for it. <laughs> See, I wrote down nine, just a flat nine. But after talking about it and, and thinking about it, I think I'll give it a nine point five. Yeah, I'll so like it. which will make it our highest rated movie across the board, except mm-hmm. for like you know like Godfather or something. Yeah, but we didn't give those official ratings. So so yeah. Oh, and I did cry at the end. You did? I got I got teary eyed, yes. Uh, I'm willing to yeah. admit it. Yeah, a, a little bit. A little bit. The few, waterworks. Few, movie, few movies get me emotionally, but when they do, they get me good. Trevor's experienced that yeah. a couple times. I mean, I can only think of one. And... It was Hot Rod. <laughs> it, was, it was. I just, you know. <sighs> I was going to say, what movies have made you guys cry? Honestly, or tear up. not that think it's just due to the fact that i'm lacking a soul but i haven't really oh i haven't God. i can't remember i can't remember crying at a movie i definitely feel like emotional and i have emotional emotional responses to movies um but i know a movie that tyler like really 
uh, reacted very yeah. strongly I, to. I broke down, was, like straight broke down. I, that's yeah, never happened. Was, that's never happened since either. So to that extent. yeah, was beautiful with uh, Javier Bardem, oh, yeah. uh, and because of you know whatever the story, uh, I definitely felt like probably that's probably the strongest response emotionally that I've had to a movie. Uh, but I can't remember crying at any movies. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, it's that's amazing that movies have the power to do that. Yeah, Not yeah. to sound like Nicole Kidman, but... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have tear ducts anymore. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't have anything no. to produce tears. Yeah. Too many wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. I'm, I'm really happy that you both had those responses. Oh. Me too. Does anybody want to say anything else about the movie before we get on to the last... Well, two parts. No, I'm very interested. Well, we'll talk about that, but I'm very interested to hear uh, what our good friend Oscar has to say about this movie. Yeah, so Oscar brought it up. He, he, he's he been mentioned in the podcast before. He brought up the movie probably after our first episode. He uh, said that he wanted to talk about the movie, so I said to him, since he wasn't going to be... I don't know if he's going to be available today. What do you mean? Try it. Check. Uh, I said, hey, can you send me an audio message talking about the movie and he sent me a 15 minute audio mess message wow. i've only heard the beginning of it where he says something about it being weird that he's saying michael yeah he calls you gaddy. michael instead of gaddy you can call me gaddy oscar if you want <laughs> that's not a weird <laughs> to say outside. yeah that's what he calls me all the time that's my last name it is my name so anyways so what you're about to hear is that his review i'm i, I mean i can't say for sure i won't edit it but i doubt i will I want to leave his pure, uncut mm-hmm. views Thoughts. on the movie. Yeah. Thoughts, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, here it is. Hey, Trevor. Hey, Michael. Wow. That feels so weird to call you Michael and not Gaddy. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for having me on the show. Not sure how you're going to cut this in and in what capacity. Um, but, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, hopefully, I can come back and you know have uh some dialogue and interaction with you guys on an, a future episode but i appreciate you guys asking me to give you my thoughts on everything everywhere all at once i've seen it twice now i uh, can't wait to see it a third time definitely love it uh i'm assuming you guys will most likely talk about the story and what it's about on your episode and kind of dive more into the multiverses uh so i'm just going to talk about kind of what I liked and what stood out to me and what, you know, what I loved about it essentially, because there's a lot of things in it that I could definitely relate to, uh, just where currently I am at in my life. Um, but as a, you know, someone that's passionate about film and loves, you know, storytelling, uh, there's a lot of great elements from this movie. Uh, and I'm so glad that you guys recently talked about being John Malkovich because everything everywhere all at once felt so original or you know and there hasn't been a movie since being john malkovich i guess actually eternal sunshine of a spotless in the mind might be more recent but that felt as original as those as those two films um you know yes the marvel films and dc comics can you know talk about multiverses but this felt in a real world setting like you know most of the action takes place in an irs building you know everybody deals with taxes but something as boring as an irs office building much like a dmv building that we've all been through and hate you know has created something with so much set design and and, and that's where like the majority of the film takes place um and so it felt so creative uh just the different color schemes just the different fight sequences that occur um it just felt so vast um i loved it i loved it um the costumes for example that the i guess we want to call the villain uh, Jobu Tupaki. Is that also a nod to Tupac Shakur? I'm not sure. Um, maybe Trevor might know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so between Joy and Jobu Tupaki, like her costume designs in 
as the villain uh, and how she, she switches from, you know, Elvis costume to like a pinata type of outfit, uh, I thought was really nicely done. Um, and that's all through, you know, through editing too. Uh, I know that's something that um, you both have uh, majored and minored in in film school and you guys both love, you know, when film, um, when editing is kind of a character in film. Uh, and this is kind of front and center of that. I felt like the editing really matched the pace of the script and brought it to life. Uh, especially when dealing in multiverse settings. Like, things really were in sync with different multiverses. Uh, and I thought that was really nicely done. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is the cinematography. I know Trevor's ears may have perked there, but for me, you know, every multiverse and or universe, you know, had a distinct look uh, and approach. Uh, there's the specific multiverse universe where uh, our main characters, um, uh, Evelyn and Waymond, you know, do not fall in love with each other uh, and go kind of their separate ways um, with Evelyn staying in her native country uh, and not moving with Wayman to America. So she becomes a very successful actress and um, he approaches her at one of her premieres and they kind of go in the back alley and it's really uh, a rainy night and they're just... You know, he's having a cigarette and they're kind of discussing what if and that what if scenario, you know, the way that that was shot, how if you saw how like people in the back background were moving at a different speed, frame speed than they were. I loved that and I loved that their conversation was just a moment in time, you know, um, so beautiful and for them to talk about you know the what if scenario that we're already watching in these other universes we know what could be happening to them but here they're yearning for something uh if they would have said yes and they would have lived together what would have happened um you know and, and she kind of ends it with you know in in that universe in some universe you know i would have loved to have just spent you know, running a laundry business and doing taxes with you. And to me, that is so fucking romantic to say um, that it just triggered, you know, me thinking of a movie like Eternal Sunshine or being John Malkovich of just how original it can be um, in a world where everything is kind of adapted from something or it's been done before. And maybe this has been done before, you know, but for me, it felt very original, very fresh. Uh, I love seeing it with an audience. I know we, you guys talked about, you know, how audiences can ruin movies and movie theaters. But for me, um, I love seeing movies in an audience. This is something that I very much missed during the pandemic. Um, you know, action films like The Batman and the Marvel films, you know, are great to see with an audience for reaction. And so are comedies as well for, you know, um, comedic timing. Um, but for this film, just seeing everybody's moment, uh, you know, where certain things would trigger a laugh or a sentimental moment. I, I loved feeling that collectively with an audience and it just, you know, movies are supposed to bring people together. And I feel like this movie is very successful at doing that. Uh, one thing that I also want to talk about is the universes, you know, with Evelyn's character. You know, it, the actress is Michelle Yu, and who's known for most recently Crazy Rich A uh, Asians and, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, she performs her own stunts, you know. Um, she's known as an action star. Uh, and, you know, there's the universes that she visits and um, 
is uh, borrowing uh, some of their um, skill sets from are from her actual life. And I loved how they approached that. So that made me think about, you know, the Wayman's character, you know, uh, that's played by Quan. And we know him as a childhood actor from The Goonies and from Temple of Doom. And I'm like, could this also be it? Could his little fanny pack be a nod to what he has in <laughs> the goonies as data like you know made me think of all these things i'm like that's pretty cool that could potentially be it um so yeah these are essentially kind of just my thrown together thoughts Um, <laughs> you know i wish we could kind of discuss it more and kind of want to hear what your guys's feedback is i don't know if you guys even love the movie or hated it God, you know, if I were to guess, I would say that Trevor hated it. <laughs> um, um, but I, I'm hoping that he he likes something from it. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to know what you guys thought of it. And I can't wait to hear it in the episode. Um, but yeah, uh, I think one of the last things uh, Gaddy or Michael wanted to for me to do is to rate the film. Uh, you know, the first time I saw it, and he wants me to rate it at at a ten, which is something I don't do. I do like what Letterbox does, which is just rate it out of five stars. So I will approach the ten. Um, you know, for me, uh, the first time I saw it, I thought it was very good. Um, I was a little, I had some reservations with maybe the length, but that was because I was tired from work as well. But I was very much looking forward to it, um, and I and I thought it was very good so i saw it a second time and loved it even more i saw so many other uh easter eggs that i didn't even notice um for example and i know we're already spoiling the film but you know rakakui a little nod to ratatouille the raccoon is essentially in every single universe you know, it's in the laundromat. It's in, um, you know, where the guy is getting, you know, spanked and there's like a raccoon hat. You know, there's, there's it's every, and the googly eyes too. Like the bagel is in every universe. Like everything is happening in that same universe that is approached in the next universe or in the next one. It just is living in a different world. Um, and it has a different impact uh, in each universe and it's very unique and I loved how they put those details in it um, because it makes repeat viewings more enjoyable and and very layered um, and thought that was very d- nicely done um, and one other thing too you know in the universe that it talks about uh, with the, at the very end where they're like piñatas. I thought that was great. But my favorite is actually when they become rocks. Um, just because with my girlfriend and I, I always joke with her, you know, in another life, I want to be a tree or a rock. You know, we talk about these things. And so seeing that happen, <laughs> I loved it. And, um, and seeing it with her on the second time, uh, I couldn't wait to see her reaction for that. Um, just love that that was put put there and just felt felt awesome um but yeah and then also obviously who doesn't love the the hot dog fingers universe uh that thought that was great and when they are making out and it's just like mustard (laughs) ketchup all over their mouth thought that was great playing piano with their feet come on it's great rekakui cannot cannot get greater than that i mean how unique are these universes uh thought it was awesome uh so yeah, out of a 10 rating, I guess I didn't give that. <laughs> I, w- I would say a nine and a half, uh, very strong. I think with repeat viewings, it's going to become just a, a classic 10 out of 10. You know, we loved it, just loved it. Um, and then for the Batman, I would give it a nine out of 10. That was currently my favorite film until I saw Everything Everywhere All at Once a second time. Now that's taken uh, my first place for the year so far. Uh, being John Malkovich, 10 out of 10. Can't get any better. Love that movie. The Place Beyond the Pines. You know, I owe it a second viewing. I talked to Trevor via text that, you know, hearing that second episode, I really, or third episode, I really wanted to um, 
to to give it another chance. And so um, I still owe you uh, a, a repeat viewing, but for when I saw it, uh, I would say six or six and a half out of 10. And that's only because, you know, I, although I was happy with kind of the outcome that occurs, you know, after the first 20 to 40 minutes and the approach that it takes into this other story, um, it, there is still some disappointment in the overall kind of, uh, you know, direction for me. But now, you know, it's been what? 10, 11 years since that movie's been released. So I think I owe it a second viewing. Maybe those those feelings will no longer stick. And then obviously Once Upon a Time in the West, also another classic. I'd give that a 10 out of 10. All right, man. Hope this recorded. (laughs) Um, And yeah, let me know if you need anything re-recorded or need anything for me to dive back into uh and further explain all right guys god bless bye wasn't that just great we didn't listen to it ourselves <laughs> but uh <laughs> we want to be just as surprised by it as uh everybody who's listening so yeah. we're waiting until the episode is published to hear it yeah well i mean obviously i have to edit it in so i'm going to listen to the full thing before i post it but uh just in case there's like five minutes in the middle where he's talking about i don't know i was gonna say something stupid but okay. So that's our episode. Thank you for joining us for the uh, the bonus episode of the podcast, our second bonus. Uh, we'll probably do this again if we have another movie that we think is worth talking about like we did with this and the Batman. I have a feeling that there won't be a movie like this for a very long time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But uh, there might be something good enough to talk about. So, so. Uh, if there's a movie that you guys think we should see that has come out recently that we should have a full one episode about this, definitely uh, send it to us on either Instagram, TikTok, um, or just send us an email, right? We have an email address. Morbius. Yeah, email address. What was that? Morbius. <laughs> that. I'm not even going to watch it. I'll do a quick 20 minutes on that. That's one of the that's few not... movies I've ever seen, or I've ever, that's ever existed that I've had zero interest in. I won't even watch, I, even I won't watch it. I'm just like, no, I'm good. I, I had interest only because it's a Marvel movie. I mean, it's not Is it though? a Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. movie, but... yeah. I had interest, and then I saw the score and went, "Hell, fuck that movie!" <laughs> and everybody's pretty much saying that yes, that is the score that it yeah. deserves. Yeah. So there's an email. I forget what the email is. I don't know why I don't have it written down. Uh, I think it's. I think you had mentioned cinephiliapod at gmail.com. Well, I can just go straight to the TikTok. Okay. Um, and click here, and it'll say it's cinephiliapod at gmail.com. So you can send us uh, pretty much anything you want. Reviews. Yeah, hate mail. Just want to. Tell us what you thought of a movie we mentioned. Pictures uh, of your dog. <laughs> we'll take that. Um, yeah, so feel free to do that. Send that on there. Otherwise, we're on uh, Instagram, at Cinephilia Podcast. We're on Twitter and TikTok, at Cinephilia Pod. Uh, there's a YouTube page that eventually I'll do stuff that involves this podcast, but uh, right now it's just Disneyland videos. So if you like that sort of thing, go to the EOE Podcasts, one word, on uh, the... Uh, it's the channel. I don't know why I keep forgetting that. I'm on Letterboxd. I, don't, I keep adding a D in the middle of that. Letterboxd. Uh, E-Y-E-O-P-E-N-I-N-G-E-X-P. Check me out. Uh, Tyler, you have a letterbox as well. So do you. Right. Yeah. And mine is uh, not, N-O-T, T-Y-L-E-R, M-A-S-I-D, M-A-S-I-D, yeah. Uh, so not Tyler Missed. Uh, and then mine is as the sun sets, all one word. And my Instagram is the same as the sun sets. Yeah. All my socials the same as my letterbox. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's kind of a social media thing. But for movies, you can review movies on there. You can talk movies on there. Rate you rate movies. Yeah, for sure. And I tend to wait to rate and leave my reviews of movies until after we talk about it in the podcast. Maybe even after the episodes uploaded. Uh, so there'll be movies that we talk about on here. In fact, I have a list going of every movie we've mentioned in the podcast. <laughs> it's over a hundred right now. So with this episode, it's going to be much, much, well, the last episode, the full episode, but uh, yeah. So enough of my ramblings. Uh, thank you again for listening. Um, we'll have a new episode uh, for 
Royal Tenenbaums? Yeah. Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> That's our next episode. That's our next, next episode. episode. So uh, if you're into Wes Anderson, please be on the lookout for that and these episodes. Thank you again for listening. Thank you to my brother for being on the podcast, for being Thank our you. first special guest. Thank you for uh, having me. Of course. You're welcome. Go to bed. Uh, have a good day. Four hours is more than enough. I'll be okay. Um, and thank you for listening again uh, our numbers continue to go up we're having people listening from all over so thank you again I'm going to continue to thank everybody for taking time out of their day to listen because we really do appreciate it yeah I do we do so thank you good night good luck and go see this movie Bye. Bye. bye bye From destiny Not only what we sow Not only what we sow Very busy today, uh, no time to help you <laughs>